0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of the Duster Today podcast uh, here for, of course, the Duster Today LCU's official newspaper and podcast. And I am here with a lot of very special guests for what is going to be the last podcast of the semester. Unfortunately, we'll have a new crew um, back, in the, back in the studio and back writing articles next semester, but unfortunately for a lot of us here at the Duster today, this will be the last time you hear from any of us. It'll be the last time you hear from uh, me in general, uh, Nick Teague. I'm your host today, and I'm here talking about the LCU Scholars Colloquium. Uh, that went on last week. Uh, The last half of last week, it was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, stuff like that. And I am joined with uh, three special guests, two of which are in the studio with me right now, and the third which will be joining me uh, here pretty shortly, and uh, one from each day of the uh, colloquium and one from each field of study. And so I'm joined by Ty Drury, a freshman uh, youth and family ministry major here at LCU, and then I'm joined by Isaiah Darter, a senior pre-med major here and then i'm going to be joined by lauren camp a senior uh, music therapy major she'll be joining us shortly uh, but i'm joined by ty and isaiah first there's any anything you guys would like to add before we start
1: i don't think so all right thanks for having us yeah
0: i appreciate it y'all coming on i know it's stressful uh, during finals time and it was stressful trying to find a time that we all could could meet but i'm glad that we all are here in uh, the studio and I am really grateful that y'all are here with me today. And so, without further ado, I think we can get into the first questions. And uh, how we're going to do this is we're going to have general questions for both of you to answer, and then we'll get into um, topics that uh, went towards y'all's research and y'all's uh, presentations specifically because y'all both did different fields of research on different days. You can get a deeper look into into what y'all did. And so, first off, I have kind of a simple one just to get into things. I just had, how did y'all decide on y'all's topics?
2: Um, for me, so um, for those of you who don't know, I presented my topic in Spanish because I'm a Spanish minor here at LCU, um, and so I chose to present on the effects of social media on adolescence and just kind of like the the negative things that come with that. Um, and I basically chose that because I wanted to talk about something that I was passionate about and something that I knew um, that I could research and, um, kind of expound upon, um, while
1: also being able to do that in Spanish. So, yeah. So my topic was on the increase and rise in allergies and its prevalence to something called the hygiene hypothesis. And so the reason I chose to look into this for my senior research is because I'm currently in a immunology class with Dr. Swartz and so that kind of sparked my interest just because we we're talking about that field in class and also just because of how prevalent allergies are. When you look around today, there's so many people who have allergies and there's so many people that you could probably point out who might even have to carry around an EpiPen or something like that because they have severe allergies. And so that just kind of interested me, and I kind of just wanted to know why that was, and what could help it.
0: Very interesting, uh, and I will say I watched both of y'all's uh, presentations, and I was very impressed with uh, both of y'all's. I won't sit up here and uh, act like I knew exactly what y'all were talking about, especially Thai, as his was in Spanish, but uh, there were parts that I could understand, you know, using context clues, and I thought that y'all both did, a really fantastic job and now moving on uh this was one designed for isaiah and for lauren but lauren's not here so it's kind of an isaiah only and uh, i'm curious have, have you participated in the scholars colloquium before this year
1: so i have not presented anything at the scholars colloquium before but we have um the faculty and the science department always get us involved um providing like extra credit opportunities if we attend sessions during the scholars colloquium and so that's the way i've been involved but I this is my first time to actually present in the scholars colloquium
0: all right and of course ty this is your first time because you're a freshman that's why i chose right. to ask you that question i don't want you to feel left out and here's another one of our general questions um isaiah you kind of touched on it with that answer right here uh, why did you decide that y'all wanted to be a part of the scholars colloquium this year
2: Um, For me, um, it was actually like a requirement for my Spanish class, Um, so I knew going into this class this semester that I would need to present at the Scholars Colloquium, so I didn't really have a choice, but I actually really did enjoy it, and I'm, I'm glad I was able to do that. I'm glad I had the opportunity.
1: So I'm in a senior seminar class as well, and so we're also required to present as part of the curriculum of the class but i was also in a us history 2 class where um, at the beginning of the semester we intended on presenting a presentation over san francisco uh, at this college colloquium and also i was in a zoology class where again at the beginning of the semester our intentions were to present a poster of the things that we had ha- kind of discovered on various classes um phylum I guess I should say um that we were researching in zoology um, both of those kind of didn't end up panning out the zoology one just because the poster machine got messed up and then the history one just because we we ended up running out of time at the end of the semester so all right well that's interesting I know that like y'all said uh, both were
0: required to do it but I'm glad y'all had fun while doing it. Uh, I was unaware that it was required, but that's interesting. I feel kind of weird asking that question now, but I am glad that y'all y'all had fun while while y'all were doing it. Especially Ty, as a freshman, getting involved in something that, like Isaiah said, is most of the time reserved for seniors or upperclassmen. So, so kudos to you. And moving on, this kind of ties into what I just asked. But what was your favorite part about presenting? What did you enjoy most about your time getting up in front of everyone and presenting your research uh, on on y'all's specific topics?
1: I think my favorite part of presenting on my topic is just educating people on the stuff that I had spent so much time researching. Um, And so for me, it was allergies. And I just thought it was really cool being able to talk to people about how allergies work, some of the mechanisms in the body that activate allergies, and then some different types of ways that some different types of reasons that could, the allergies could be increasing. And then also at the end, possible treatments for allergies, um, that some people might have never seen before or thought of. And so that's, that, that was my favorite thing about my presentation. All
2: right. Yeah. Kind of going off of what Isaiah said, I, I also really enjoyed getting able, being able to present Um, on all of my research about social media and its negative effects and also kind of just develop um, a solid plan for managing that and managing teenagers use of social media, especially. Um, But I think the biggest thing for me that I really enjoyed was learning that I really am able to speak publicly in Spanish. I think that that was a big reservation of mine at the beginning of this semester. You know, I was nervous about not being able to speak for very long or not being able to speak clearly in Spanish um but yeah so I think it was just a really cool experience for me to kind of prove to myself that I could I could talk and give a big presentation in Spanish and just kind of um increasing my level of Spanish which has been really good
0: all right I, I I enjoyed that answer uh, Ty and Isaiah both, that's really nice to, again, hear that although you were required to do this for your your classes and your curriculum, that you enjoyed it and you found uh, some enjoyment out of doing it, that's always nice. And then here's one that's kind of... Uh, I wouldn't say harder than the questions I've asked, but it's kind of an open-ended one to an extent. But if you had to take a guess, approximately how much time do you think it took to prepare your research, do all your research, and prepare the presentation and just get ready for the, the Scholars Colloquium? You don't have to give like an exact like 52 hours on the dot. It can be just approximately how long did it take, you think, to get fully prepared for
1: the event. So for me, I feel like the hardest thing was knowing specifically what i wanted to do my research on and so i always knew like okay i want to i want to focus on allergies but kind of refining that into something that is tangible and something that you can actually actually do and present on for 20 minutes and so i spent probably 20 hours just trying to find sources that That would be good sources um, that were peer-reviewed, all of that type of stuff that would be relevant for my research. And so just trying to find sources, I think, is the hardest part. But once you find those sources, you can kind of start working your way into making that presentation. And for us, we also have to write um, a research paper on that. And so... Just the presentation alone, probably another 20 hours or so on the presentation, but that doesn't include the time it takes to, to write your 20-page research paper for that. So a, a very big part of my semester has been on, on my research and trying to get all of that done.
2: Yeah, I agree with Isaiah. I also knew that I wanted to talk about social media from the beginning, but um, obviously there's a lot of research on social media since it is such a, a relevant topic today. And so trying to really narrow down and, and focus on one specific or just a few specific points that I wanted to talk about, that was pretty difficult. Um, and then once I actually found articles and books and things like that, you know, the, the process of actually reading them, and, you know, compiling the facts and things that I wanted to include in my research paper and presentation. Um, so, yeah, I'm in this pretty much the same boat as him. Like, I've, I've spent the majority of my semester, you know, working on this presentation since January. So, yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was expecting. And one of the reasons I wanted to ask that question is I was just kind of like, wow. And after Isaiah especially said like 20 page paper and a presentation and this uh, just kudos to you all for being able to to put that all together and have it be be so effective. And it's definitely a uh, again, kudos to you, Ty, being a freshman and doing stuff that uh, seniors do a lot. And so very, very impressive. Very well done. To both of y'all. And then my last, you know, rapid fire general, uh, just general question was Was there anything you were worried about before presenting? It could be actually presenting. There's anything you were apprehensive about before you got up in front of people or before you turned the paper in or just anything about the whole process that you were anxious or worried about?
2: Um, Yeah, I was definitely nervous about just the presentation in general, um, just because I obviously did mine in Spanish and. Spanish is not my first language, Um, but yeah, I've been taking Spanish for the past, I want to say five or six years now, and so that was definitely a big test for me, Um, just kind of feeling anxious about whether or not I would actually be able to speak in Spanish for 20 minutes about a topic that I had been researching, Um, so yeah, I would just say just the overall presentation in general,
1: for me in our specific field um, our senior seminar for the biologies my biggest concern was the questions of the professors and so part of our senior seminar is we present and then afterwards the faculty will ask different questions on on your research and on things that you found and their intentions in doing this are just to form a question where you have to think through it. Um, and you have to think through your research, think through what you've learned at LCU and a lot of different factors go into the questions that they're asking you. And so I think my biggest thing was being able to know my topic well enough where I can answer those questions sufficiently and also, um, Also, again, like Ty said, just a few nerves with presenting and being able to do a good job while I'm presenting and know my topic well.
0: All right. And so, like I said, we just ended our rapid fire questions. I'll go ahead and get to Ty's and then Lauren, we can go through it as Lauren Camp uh, just joined us, but I know Ty needs to get going so he can uh, make his class. So, Ty, I will move on to you specifically and then we can... Uh, get going again, but I don't want to hold you while you need to go to class. And so, uh, moving on, like you said, you presented over social media and you did it all in Spanish, entirely foreign language. And so, my first question for you uh, one of the biggest takeaways for me as I was watching you, of course, like I said, I wasn't able to understand completely everything you were saying, is I'm not fluent in Spanish. But uh, from a communications aspect, which is something I'm really interested in, I was just really just enthralled by the fact that you're not a native speaker and were able to just not so much perform in another language, but perform so confidently and so fluently. And so my my biggest question for you was, again, how difficult not only was it to learn this language but feel confident enough to get up in front of a group of people and do a, do a very well job of getting your point across and just being very confident in your ability even though you're not a native speaker?
2: Um, yeah, it was definitely a challenge. Um, I think... In high school, my Spanish teacher really made sure that all of her students were able to pronounce words correctly, and you know, get all the vowel sounds and consonant sounds down, so that we didn't sound, you know, like Texans just trying to speak Spanish, you know. Um, but so I think she gave me a really big appreciation for just pr- like the pronunciation of everything and just the the beauty of the sound of the language itself. Um, but then in preparing for the presentation, Dr. Mata, who is the Spanish professor here, had us um, do several different um, practice exercises for presenting in Spanish. And so throughout the semester, I felt like my confidence in presenting in Spanish grew um, just with those Those exercises and being able to just, I don't know, speak and I guess gain experience, really. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. So moving on to uh, my next question is we touched on this. You talked about social media. And so another big takeaway for me is social media, of course, ties into communications. And uh, a nice thing about Charles, the foreign language speakers, is your topic didn't have to relate directly to Spanish. And so with you, yours tied into, like, uh, the idea of communications and sociology and all these ideas, because you talked about how humans... Uh, relate with each other, and um, my question for you is: Did you? You kind of touched on this earlier when I asked you about your topic, but did you always want to, you know, blend these ideas uh, that relate to you, like you said, being a YFM major with social media and sociology? Did you always want to pick a topic that would blend something that's relatable to everyone with your with your desire to deliver a speech in Spanish? So, how did you come to the conclusion to do that?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I knew that. Because I am a youth and family ministry major that I did want to talk about something that was, you know, relevant to that um, while also being in Spanish. Um, So as I kind of thought about different topics that I could possibly talk about, um, social media just kind of stuck out to me. It seemed like a very obvious um, problem that many people struggle with today. And, you know, obviously there are lots of um, negative effects on people's mental health and communication skills and just overall well-being in general. And so I figured that that would be a topic that could be applicable to numerous people, even though my presentation was in Spanish, which wasn't necessarily applicable to everybody. Um, So, yeah, I think kind of the marriage of the two was a really... A really interesting thing for me, just to kind of take something that, a topic that I was passionate about and very knowledgeable about, um, and doing it in a way that was um, not so familiar to me, and kind of pushed my boundaries, I guess.
0: All right, and I have one last question for you. Um, it's one that you've kind of answered with bits and pieces. Uh, I couldn't anticipate that, obviously, but um, as we touched on earlier, you're you're a Bible major. And uh, of course, we found out you're a Spanish minor. I was going to ask how you got associated with uh, Spanish to begin with, but you answered that already. And um, so I'm curious, now that we found out that you're a Spanish minor, how did you come to the conclusion that you wanted to be affiliated with the, the foreign language program here at LCU and specifically just Spanish in general?
2: Yeah, so I had a great experience with Spanish in high school. Um, my school required that we took um, two years of Spanish. Um, but after my second year, I knew that I wanted to continue on, um, and go into Spanish three and four and eventually AP Spanish my senior year. Um, I attribute a lot of that to my teacher in high school. She was great. I mentioned her before, but she really gave me an an appreciation for the language and culture. And I just really wanted to continue to learn more. Um, but one of the things that she instilled in us our senior year was that, knowing Spanish or just knowing another language in general makes you very applicable for jobs. It makes you a great candidate. And it also just gives you a greater appreciation for people who come from different cultures and speak different languages in general. Um, and so I knew that going into college, I really wanted to continue with my, my studying in Spanish um, just so that career-wise, I could you know continue to gain more skills but also just as a person, <laughs> like get to know um, different people groups and their cultures and things like that, so.
0: All right, very, very interesting. And like I said, you you had some great answers, ones that answered questions before I could ask them, which i uh, very appreciative of. So my last question to you is, is kind of a question, but it's just any final thoughts you'd like to add before you, you head out uh, to go to your class.
2: Um, I mean, I would encourage anybody to just pick up something like an app like Duolingo or something and and get some sort of familiarity with another language. Um, you never know what opportunities that might present for you. Obviously, not everyone is going to have the time or resources to become fluent or become a Spanish minor or a minor in a different language. But I just think it's in my own life, it's been so interesting and really neat to just see how many opportunities and benefits and relationships that I've made through being able to speak a second language. So yeah.
0: All right. Very, very nice, Ty. And I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, especially with how busy you are and with class Uh, just a little bit before we got on the air today. But I really appreciate you coming in and I won't hold you any longer so you can get to class, but just very appreciative of you coming on. Uh, Very good work at the Scholars Colloquium again. And just thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: All right. Bye, Ty. We will miss you as we continue our our session here. And like I said, we lost Ty, but we added a new member of the podcast here. We have Lauren Camp, who is a senior music therapy major here at LCU. How are you doing today, Lauren?
3: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm good. And so uh, we asked these uh, rapid-fire questions earlier to Ty and Isaiah. I'll get through them quickly here with you so we can move on and try to get this this moving, but I want to give you an opportunity to go ahead and answer those. And so just very quickly, we'll move through. And so the first one was, um, this one, I'm going to have to change a little bit for you because you didn't have a per se presentation on research, but instead sort of like a recital on the, on the harp. And so I guess I can ask you just how did you decide that? Cause you're very fluent in a lot of instruments. How did you decide that you wanted to use the harp and wanted to use that aspect aspect of your repertoire for uh, the scholars colloquium
3: yeah so as a music major we each have to declare either an instrument or a voice as our primary field of instrument and so for me the harp is my primary instrument and the last four years i've taken private lessons on the harp and i actually just gave a senior recital on the harp and which was right after the colloquium performance actually so The colloquium was kind of a test run of the actual recital that I gave a couple days later.
0: All right, perfect. And so um, this is a question that I wanted to ask you and Isaiah, and I already asked Isaiah earlier, but uh, have you participated in the Scholars Colloquium before, or was this just something that you did as a senior?
3: I had not. I was supposed to my sophomore year, but that was the year that COVID hit, unfortunately, so I didn't get to do it then, but this year was my first year to get to do it, so yeah. All right.
0: And then my next question moving on is, uh, why did you decide you wanted to be a part of the Scholars Colloquium?
3: Honestly, Dr. Doyle, who is the chair of the Com Fine Arts Department, asked me a couple months ago if I wanted to perform as part of the recital portion of the colloquium. And without hesitation, I said yes. I was very honored that she had thought of me. And yeah.
0: All right. And then uh, what was your favorite part about presenting at the event?
3: It was really fun to get to talk about my composer as in the music department, we don't often get to share much about our composers that we're playing from or much about the work. We just kind of go up and perform. So it was really fun for me to get to do the outside research about the person who had written the piece that I was performing and get to provide a little bit of context for the people who were listening. I hope that it made the performance more informative and enjoyable
0: all right and then uh you kind of touched on this right as we ended which i'm kind of glad about but approximately how much time do you think it took to uh, prepare for your recital and do that research about your composers and stuff like that
3: i not much honestly not a lot of time the practicing takes forever i will say i spend about five to seven hours a week practicing Um, not just that piece obviously but all of my repertoire and then in the research that I did on my composer, I had already written a one-page paper about him for another thing, and so I just was able to pull bits from that research paper that I had already compiled. So. All
0: right, and then last question. We got through these really fast. Um, was there anything you were worried about before you performed uh, for that audience or anything like that?
3: I mean, any time you perform, and especially as a musician, I feel like it's more of a vulnerable state that you're putting yourself in. This is um, something that you've spent a lot of time and hours practicing and working towards, and you want to do well. And because it's music, it's something in the arts. People tend to be more critical, I would say. And so there's always that nerves that are those nerves that are associated with, I really want to put on a good performance. I don't want to forget the next piece of music that I'm playing. Um, So I always feel that to an extent whenever I perform, Um, but I tend to use it as an adrenaline to do well in my performance.
0: All right, perfect. And so Lauren, we've reached the end of the rapid fire questions and I will get back with you momentarily, but I'm going to go ahead and move on to Isaiah, his um, uh, dissection questions as we're doing some general questions just to get a feel for things and then diving deeper into each of y'all's fields of research and fields of expertise. And so Isaiah... Um, I know that whenever you leave LCU, you want to pursue a career uh, in the medical field, and specifically, how do you think your time here at LCU, and especially research at the Scholars Colloquium, how do you think that it prepared you uh, for that medical field career in the future?
1: Um, Yeah, I think the Scholars Colloquium just gives you a really good opportunity to kind of grow your resume, um, and the fact that you're doing research and presenting to faculty on your research, and so I think that provides a really good opportunity to add to that resume, along with those questions I was talking about earlier that the faculty give you after your presentation. um, Those kind of just, again, like I said earlier, they're formed to make you think about not just what you're presenting in your research, but also all of the other fields of study that that you um, have since learned with your education at LCU. And so I was talking to Dr. Laughlin about those questions, and he said the perfect question that he could ask after you present um, and after you give your presentation is a question that makes you recall information from Biology 1, from Physiology of Reproduction, from Cell Bio, um, and he just went on and on. Um, about like that's the perfect question he could ask because it would make you recall all of that information and I believe that's one of the things that LCU does so well is it's not just you take this class and you forget and lose this information um, they're consistently trying to get you to retain information that you'll need later on with professional school or whatever else you're going into. All right, perfect.
0: Uh, Perfect answer there. Um, Moving on, um, I found uh, your research to be very informative, and this isn't a slight or disrespect to Ty, but I found that the, the STEM majors... Uh, specifically the ones that I watched, was a very different feel than a foreign language like Ty's. Ty got up there and presented in like a very communications-esque manner where I would say y'all's was more pure research where you provided a presentation and provided slides and provided graphics and um, information. And so um, my thing was just... uh, this is kind of a, it's an oddly worded question. I should have worded this a little bit better, but just how do you think, uh, how did you differentiate your present? Oh, that's a good way of wording it. How do you think you differentiated yourself from uh, not only other, I guess, other presentations in your field, but just how did you uh, make your presentation in your field of research stand out among STEM majors and just stand out in the midst of all of the scholars colloquium?
1: Um, so yeah, I feel like one of the big emphasis a big emphasis for our presentations or our at, are that they are, um, very professional. Um, that's a big point that they like to make during our seminar classes. They want your presentations to be like anyone who's actually presenting research on things that they're doing. And so in our class, there's also people who have presented on stuff that, like, is their own personal research. I just did a review of allergies, but there are people who do their own research, come up with their own experiments, um, that type of thing. And so they want all of our research to be formed in, in that manner where it's professional, where you could do it in any type of setting. Um, and if you needed to do it for an interview or for a for med school, like, it's it's at that that level. And so... Um, but going back to your how did I personally differentiate my topic, I think I tried to do that through taking the information that I saw, but also making it my own. And so if I'm using graphs from different sources, I used a couple of um, couple of graphs and information from the CDC, but kind of making it my own. And using that information that they're presenting, but also adding to it with other things. And so I think that's the way I did it, um, as well as just making the topic my own. Um, there wasn't a lot of, there's a lot of research on the rise in allergies, just in itself. And then there was a lot of research on the hygiene hypothesis. And so my thing is I kind of wanted to join those two together together and answer some questions that are correlated between the two and so i think that's i guess how i differentiated myself is just trying to combine those two and combine a different a lot of different aspects of people's research and just making my own all right perfect and last question for you isaiah um of course we talked
0: about this a lot but you chose to do your research over allergies and the hygiene uh, hypothesis, and I thought that you uh, provided a lot of interesting research and some uh, some hypothesis of your own. And so my question for you is, after doing this research, do you think that you could possibly pursue uh, this idea further, maybe in immu- uh, immunology or anything like that? Is, has this field and this research uh, piqued your interest enough where you would want to pursue it on a more professional level?
1: I don't know if I would want to pursue it on a professional level but like and become um someone who is like that's my major thing is immunology and the immune system um I I want to go into um I want to be either a family doctor or an orthopedic surgeon um and so I'm going a little bit different route but I think it would be really cool to There's a few studies that I mentioned at the end um, with my further study questions on if different parasitic infections, the introduction of those into your body actually decreases the amount of allergies and can fight that. And so I think that would be a really cool study to look into further is actually answering that question because there has been research done um, some of it has good results, some of it's inconclusive. And so continuing on that path and finding out some for sure answers on different solutions to allergies, I think would be really cool to go into. And I would, I would like to go into that, but not on a um, professional level. All right. All right. And so just like with Ty, uh, as we ended all of the questions,
0: I want to give you an opportunity to add any final thoughts, any closing thoughts that you have, um, as we move on to Lauren's section of the further analysis questions,
1: um, I guess I'll just add that I think the Scholars Colloquium is a, a really cool opportunity for a lot of different types of fields and a lot of different types of people to get together and and present. And so I would really encourage people to to get involved with Scholars Colloquium, um, whether that's just going to the events and listening to people or presenting on on your own research and your own um topic that you want to speak on i think i think it's really for everyone um just find a mentor a professor at lcu and start talking to them and figure out um, ways that you can get involved in what you could potentially research but i yeah i think it's a, a really cool opportunity that lcu has um, given us and people should definitely take advantage of that all right perfect And so, Lauren, we're moving on to
0: you and further analysis into you and uh, all the stuff you did at the Scholars Colloquium. You technically did two events, if we want to count the band concert, which I myself Mm -hmm. was a part of. But then, like I said, you also had your little harp mini recital and then your senior recital after that. And so my first question is, I've seen you perform a lot. Uh, during band throughout this year musically i've seen you uh, show expertise in the saxophone and in the harp and stuff like that and just show your musical expertise so my first question is when did you first become involved uh musically and i guess more specifically with band and with instruments when did that first start um in your career when did your career in music first start
3: yeah definitely I first started on the piano actually when I was five years old and I took private piano lessons from the age of five through my freshman year of college actually. So I had a very, very solid foundation with my background as a pianist. And then I joined sixth grade band as many people do. where I started playing the alto saxophone and I kept with it all through high school and then obviously through college. And when I got to LCU, I then switched to tenor sax, which I have absolutely loved. And then my senior year of high school was when I first began on the harp, actually. And so since my senior year, I've taken private harp um, up till now. Perfect.
0: Cool. And so that ties into my next question. Um, You had your sort of harp uh, exhibition for the Scholars Colloquium. You had a harp solo at the Symphonic Band concert. And then you had a harp recital on uh, Sunday. And I have to admit, uh, you're the first harpist I've ever met. Uh, that's not something you see that's very common. Cause like you said, a lot of people get their start in middle school band and it's not like you can walk in the band hall and be like, I want to play the harp. Right. And so, um, how did you develop such an affinity for the harp? And, um, you answered this question already, but just, I guess I can change it up a little bit. Um, how have you seen yourself grow from the time that you were a freshman in college till now to become uh, a proficient harpist?
3: Yeah. Um, Well, honestly, I never saw myself playing the harp. Um, My dad came home one day my junior year and just out of the blue asked me if I would be interested in ever taking harp lessons and thinking nothing would come out of it. I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds really fun. It'd be really cool if I learned how to play the harp. Um, But then we did some research into it. He contacted the harp instructor with Texas Tech and she Agreed to just have a meeting with me where I got to come in, and she was the first harpist I had ever met. Um, I'd never even really seen a harp in real life other than from a distance at an orchestra concert or something. And after that first meeting with her, it seemed like something I could really thrive in with my background in piano, and so we, I actually learned to play the harp as part of my senior project at Water High School. We each had to give a senior project in order to graduate. So that was a portion of my senior project, learn how to play the harp. And then I just enjoyed it so much, and I knew I wanted to keep with it. And the rest has been history, I guess. My freshman year, I was not a very good harpist, I would say, But through a lot of time in the practice room, um, the patience of my teacher, um, I have grown to a point where I can give an entire recital on my own and I can be featured with the band, which is really, really cool. But there was a lot of time and energy that went into it. Um, A lot of discipline that I had to have in order to become a proficient harpist.
0: All right. And so I have a final question for you. This is kind of similar to the one uh, that I asked Isaiah, but you are going forth to pursue graduate school at the University of Kansas. And how do you think uh, LCU and the music program and just all the training that you received, how do you feel that that has prepared you to adequately take on uh, graduate school and a further career in music therapy?
3: Yeah, I feel that LCU has really, really prepared me well. We actually don't offer an entire music therapy degree here. It's only a pre-music therapy degree. Um, But walking into this program at KU, I'm coming in with every single credit that I need, except for the courses in music therapy. I have all the supporting courses done. I had to take anatomy and physiology in my time here. Um, And so I'm walking in very, very prepared. And in my meetings with the faculty at KU, they they've told me that I am just about as prepared as I can be for anyone coming into this position, which is really, really exciting and says a lot about our program for only having a pre-therapy degree as well. And yeah, I'm just really excited to get to continue to increase my skills as a Therapeutic musician, mm-hmm. first and foremost, and then hopefully getting to actually practice music therapy in the real world.
0: All right, very interesting, very great answers. And so, just as I did with our other two guests, is there anything you would like to add, just as you uh, as you leave our listeners with, as any final thoughts, concluding thoughts?
3: Um. Yeah, I would say that if you're ever wanting to just pick up an instrument, or not even an instrument, just something. Knew that you've never done before, go ahead and go for it. Like I said earlier, I never saw myself as a harpist. It was something completely out of the blue. But if you put your mind to something, anything is possible. Um, you just have to have the discipline, the work ethic, and you can achieve virtually anything, which is really, really cool. So,
0: all right. Thank you, Lauren. And I say thank you to all of our guests that joined me today. Uh, Uh, Chai Drury, Isaiah Darter, and Lauren Camp, uh, and anyone that participated in the Scholars Colloquium. Very great job to all of you. Very great event that we host here at LCU uh, to show just not uh, to show how great we are as an academic institution. We all, everyone knows how great we are, and we normally, you know, be blue and stuff like that and recruiting. But the Scholars Colloquium is a nice way to show just how great of an academic institution we are, especially when uh, we're competing with other places, and just to show that you can get a great education along with every other great thing that LCU has to offer. So I just thank my guests and thank everyone that came on. And I thank you all for a great semester and a great year. And for everyone that listened to the Duster Today podcast and read all of our articles throughout the year. And for one last time, one final sign off. This is Nick Teague for the Duster Today podcast, and I hope you have a blessed day.